Welcome to the morning community of Northridge Vineyard. Our deepest desire is that you will encounter Jesus as you listen in to our morning gathering. If you'd like to find out more about us, check out our website, northridge.org.au forward slash mornings. Bonnie Giles, come on down, or come on up actually. <laughs> oh, it's on. <laughs> yes, your microphone is on. <laughs> it's okay, I only switched it on at the end of worship, you'll all be very happy tonight. <laughs> Can I pray for you? Yes, that would be lovely. Thank you. Lord, I just thank you for the words that you've given Bon. Lord, and the truths that you've put in her heart. And Holy Spirit, I just ask that right now as she shares, as she gives this word, Lord, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would Mm. would penetrate our hearts, Lord. Lord, open our hearts to receive what you have to say this morning. I ask that you'll bless Bonnie in the process as well. Mm. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, mate. Good morning. How are we all going this morning? Good. Good. Okay. So, um, just trying to think about where to start. This week, um, I have been doing some studies. I started back on my studies again. Um, And uh, part of what we had to do was watch a video um, of John Wimber telling the story of the vineyard and telling the story of him kind of leaning into healing and leaning into all those, um, into discovering more of the Holy Spirit and all that. And um, it was so good. If you, haven't, if you haven't listened to John talk about his the testimony and the story of the vineyard, I'd really encourage you to do it. There are lots of videos on um, uh, YouTube, and so just Google John Wimber testimony or story or whatever, and you should find a whole heap of videos. But the thing that really jumped out to me as I was listening um, was his perseverance. So they prayed for a long time and hundreds of people before they saw any healing at all. And um, I mean, it's funny being on this side (laughs) of the movement because we go, oh, we know countless stories and we hear and, you know, there's this atmosphere and the sense and all that. But as I listened to John and listened to the heartache and anguish that he felt and the way he kind of fell on his face before God going, you said in your word, you would come and do this and we are not seeing this. And yet there was this draw and this drive and something in him that kept him going back time after time to pray to seek, to ask. And I, I was just, I think that really touched me, but it really challenged me. And um, this morning, we are going to be, but I think it's going to look different. We're going to be continuing our series, our I Am series. And um, we were going to look at I Am the Resurrection and the Life. And um, just, there's a few things that have happened this week, and just in worship, 
I really strongly feel the Lord say, I don't want you to teach on it. I want you to practice it. Because we can get a little bit saturated in teaching and theology, you know, and please know I love teach, good teaching. Anna was fantastic last week. If you didn't hear her talk, I would suggest you go and listen to it. I love teaching. We have a passion for the Bible, for the Word, to understand it. I really want to encourage you that if you want some good teaching on the resurrection, N.T. Wright. It's fantastic. He's got some great videos out exploring that. Um, but I just feel like, you know, one of the marks of the vineyard is that we carry word and spirit. It's one of our values. It's one of our sort of part of our DNA is that we both want to study the word and lean into the word and we both want to, and we want to at the same time, lean into the spirit and the things of the spirit. And um, so if you're willing and up for the journey this morning, I would really like to lean in to that. Um, I was going to be looking at the story of Lazarus. So if there's any dead, no, <laughs> who do we need to raise? No. Um, I was going to look at that story because it's in that story and in that context of Jesus raising his dear friend Lazarus um, from the dead. It's in that story that Jesus says, I am the resurrection um, and the life. And so I've, you know, as I've, I just felt I, there is one or two things I do, I do want to say before we give this a go and we lean in. Um, and the first thing is, is that, you know, um, there were many wonderful things about the Reformation. But one of the things from the Reformation that was really unfortunate was how Christianity kind of separated from its Jewish heritage and its, the Jewish narrative. And so what it meant is that in the West, we have this Christian story now, which starts with sin and, start and, and ends. So it's like a start and a finish, and it ends just in resurrection. And it's a little bit like the resurrection has become the end of the fairy tale, the end of the story. And there was, you know, all this happened, we sinned, we needed to get right with God, all those problems, and then had the resurrection, and now we get to be with God. But actually, if we tether the Gospels to the big story of God and to the big narrative of God that started in Genesis, we have this God who created the universe, who brought man into being, who created a good world, who loves his world, even when, as humans, we decided to turn away from him. And then he spends chapter after chapter reaching down, loving, drawing, making a way, and um, bringing his life into the world as it is, the, you know, the Bible is not all nice and neat. It's not a PG story. It really isn't because it's real and it's authentic. And so we see this God continually pouring in to his people and into this world, wanting to draw it and restore it to what he had originally, what was originally on his heart 
for us. And so Jesus comes in, not as the afterthought, but as part of this big story and the fulfillment of this reconciliation between God and his creation, including humans. And so the resurrection is not the end of the story. The resurrection is the beginning of this rule and reign of God as it was intended to be right in the beginning. And life with God and eternity started then. You know, Lazarus was raised from the dead, but he still died. You know, we still die bodily form. But actually our eternal life starts with God as soon as we come to him. And so um, the resurrection, like I said, was the start of this rule and reign of God. See his kingdom. Now, the other thing that I love about the vineyard and the other thing that um, resonated me as I and kind of made me feel like I found my home was that we're okay to sit in the tension. Because let's be honest, we don't always see healing, do we? We don't see a perfect world right now. But we do see, in part, we see glimpses of the kingdom breaking through. And so one of the things I've loved and one of the things that Phil and Kath modeled so beautifully, um, always for us, was praying for healing, leaning into healing, risking, asking for more, and then sitting alongside somebody who was dying and helping them do that journey and the family do that journey well. And sometimes that feels very conflicting and sometimes it feels like, God, how do we hold both? But it's interesting because as, you, as I've been reading this Lazarus story, I've kind of remembered in my mind's eye how Jesus was just about he knew the cross was coming. He knew his own death and resurrection was coming. And he held that tension. He knows what it's like to hold that tension. As he looked around him, he knew what was about to happen, but he still saw things as they shouldn't be. And so um, even as we come now and we lean a little bit more into healing and pushing in to that, we also choose to hold the tension. And in holding the tension, we don't let go of either side. We hold, we hold on to the resurrected Jesus. We hold on to who he is and we know that he, he can heal and he will heal. But we know we don't always see everything now. So, if you would like to join me in standing, and I realize for some, um, if you need to sit down just because we might be standing for a long time, you're more than welcome to. Um, but let's lean in. So, yeah, okay. I'm going to pray for us. We have heaps of time, guys. So can I just say up front, it's going to get super awkward. 
We're going to feel a little uncomfortable. We're going to think, why did I come to church this morning? Really should have stayed in bed. That's okay. That's okay. God's not bothered about, you know, those things that we struggle with. All he is... All he's saying is, are you willing? And that's all you, a yes is all he requires. So um, find your posture that kind of communicates or helps you uh, come before the Lord open and willing. And so Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are here with us. And this is, guys online, this is for you as well. So feel free to do, um, to do this in your living room. God isn't restricted to the auditorium. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you come now by your power? Would you come now by your resurrection power? Would you come and bring life? And so part of what I just want you guys to do is just to take note of what's going on internally for you and sit with it. So if there's physical things that are going on, take note of them. If there's emotional things that are going on, take note of that. If your brain can't stop, and you're thinking about tomorrow and next week, take note of that and invite Jesus and invite the Holy Spirit into that space. Don't try and sort it out. Don't try and fix it. Invite Jesus into that space as you are. More Holy Spirit. start to see the spirit moving and just touching people. Is there more Holy Spirit? More Holy Spirit. Since for some there's a little bit of a weariness and tiredness. And even just the waiting is taking a lot of energy <laughs> and a lot out of you. I just feel like the Lord's saying, it's okay. Come as you are. Lean into me. Let me minister to that place of weariness. 
let me come into that space of dryness. Let me speak my presence. Now, just as we were kind of kicked into this time, I did feel some tingling in my hands. And that usually, well, not always, but often is a sign of healing. And that healing, God's wanting to do some healing. Can I be very honest and say that this is the freakiest part for me? I like to pray for people, but praying for healing is <laughs> a little bit scary. But I really feel like God wants to do some healing so where you are right now, if there is something that you need healing for, anything that you need healing for, and we're going to do this in a few stages, so I want specifically physical healing first. If there is any physical healing that you need right now, I want you to raise your hand. Okay. So guys, those of you who are around um, these People who've got their hands up, so keep your hands up. Could you please go and just lay hands on them, uh, social distancingly and appropriately? But let's gather around and let's pray for healing. So just make sure everyone is some. There's a couple of folk down here and in front over here. A couple in the middle, on the side. So if we could just, so maybe just turn around where you are. Okay, does everyone who had their hand up have people praying for them? So there's a lady over there. Excellent. Great. Okay. So Holy Spirit, we pray you would come by your power in Jesus' name. We speak to the, the illness we speak to spirit of infirmity. We speak to any spirit of death in Jesus' name, and we break that power. We speak your healing. We speak your life into eyes and ears, into bodies, into organs, into limbs, into hands, into feet. Come, Holy Spirit. If you're praying for somebody at the moment, you have a word or you have a picture or anything like that, please feel free to, sh to share that and to keep pressing in and praying. I just want to encourage you again just to risk 
You know, when we bring words, we don't say the Lord says. We bring it in an open-handed way. But what that means is that we can risk and we can try it out. So if you're sensing something and you're unsure and you're unclear, I just want to encourage you to share that. Take that risk. Because if that is correct and if it's God, it can unlock something for someone. Also, if you're sitting in the seats at the moment and you haven't, you're not praying for anyone, but you have a word for someone, I want to encourage you to go and give that word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Now, um, just keep praying. If you're in the middle of praying, that's fine. Um, I, also, I, just, I just feel to say some of you might need to be prayed for multiple times this morning. And if you've put your hand up for one thing, there's nothing saying you can't put your hand up for something else. Okay? Because this isn't a, oh, I've had my go, somebody else's go. It's a, Jesus is wanting to do some healing and he's wanting to... Um, bring a life and resurrection into spaces. Um, one, of the, one of the other things that I felt like God was wanting to do healing in. So um, I had a dream last night. And um, the dream was um, I went to dinner with uh, some friends. I don't know, uh, Rob, for some other reason, had to stay home. It was just me. And I parked my car um, and then went and had dinner. Now, I'm quite fastidious, I think that's the word, about where I park my car and remembering about parking my car. That's something that I take quite seriously because I never want to lose my car. Um, I have lost it once or twice and that was quite stressful. So I'm, very, I'm always very clear on where I park. And so I'd parked my car, knew I had parked my car, went and had dinner. Anyway, dinner had finished. Uh, I, was, I then came to the car park to find my car and I couldn't find it anywhere and I'm searching and I can feel the panic rising in me as I'm looking for where my car is and I'm like I am usually so good at this how can I lose my car and the anxiety is rising I don't know why I don't phone Rob but for some reason I kind of black out and suddenly I come back again and it's 4 a.m. in the morning, 4.19. And I'm like, I have been walking around for five hours looking for this car, and I can feel the panic and anxiety rising. Uh, at that point, I phone Rob, and he comes, 
and we find the car and we go home and I wake up. And <laughs> I was a little, it was funny because when I woke up, often when I woke up, wake up from those kind of dreams, the feeling stays with you. You know how that happens? And I didn't have any feeling of anxiety or anything this morning. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, what is it? And I, I felt like he was saying, I don't know if there was somebody who was up at 4.19 this morning or if 4.19 has a significance for anyone at all. Um, if that's you, I think God wants to pray for you online maybe or here, um, definitely. But what I sensed was that um, there's an anxiety for some people at the moment, just a panic of why can't I do the thing that I know I should be able to do. There's things that you, that, that you feel like either you should just because you're, you know, the age you are, or there's things that you feel like, well, as a person, I should be able to do this, or I don't know, that sense of I should be able to do this thing. And there's almost like a panic and an anxiety because you're just feeling, you just can't at the moment. And you're struggling to see and you're struggling to lean into that. Um, and I just felt like the Lord was saying that there are people around you that you need to get hold of and you need to bring on the journey with you. There's people you need to talk to, you need to have pray with you, and you need to have walk with you because when we do it together, um, he's given us each other to do that with. Um, anyway, so if you wouldn't mind joining me in standing again. Thank you, guys. It's a bit of a workout this Sunday morning. I know. That's right. <laughs> and again, if you need to sit, that's absolutely fine. Um, so again, I just want you to open yourself up to... the the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit's saying. And particularly if you know that there is anxiety that you are carrying at the moment. And the anxiety is almost maybe bordering on panic. Some of you may already have been having panic attacks. But if this anxiety is, is bordering and you, you realize that you're realizing that it is stopping some functionality things that you were usually able to do that you're feeling like you're struggling to do right now. I want you to just bring that before the Lord. It's a really safe place. He is kind and gentle. He loves you. There is no judgment. He's not going to tell you to pull up your socks and just get on with life. I feel like for some, he says, you've been journeying on your own far too long. And he wants to come alongside you and draw others alongside you to journey with you. So I want to do this one a little bit differently. If that is you... I want you to respond in some way to the Lord. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But I want to ask you to respond in some way. Is it a just posture? Is it a something that you've got to do or say or move? And just to do that and allow the Holy Spirit to minister.
And again, just that reminder that, that God loves us. That, that there is that deep love that he has that allows us to go to him and bring whatever it is. That when we're anchored in him, we can give our anxiety to him. So we're just going to wait a little bit. Just come before the Lord. And like I said, in a way that you know is meaningful for you, I want you to respond to the Lord if this is you. And again, for those of you who, um, if you're online and this is for you, I want you to do, lean in and do the same thing um, as well. If you, if you know, I'm going to ask you to be a little bit brave, but if you know that you need people to pray with you and walk alongside you, in this, as you are doing this journey with the Lord, I'd just love to ask you to raise your hand and um, people around you will just come and pray. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to say what's going on. In fact, I'd encourage you not to say anything, but just as a sign of yes, Lord. Um, if you would raise your hand. And then if you can just take a look at people around and just see there's a couple of hands raised. So just come and surround people and pray. Just have a look. Everyone look right around. Thank you, Lord. And if you're at home, just put your hands out and we just pray for you right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you come and would you tether us and anchor us to your love? Would you remind us of who we are in you and how much you love us and how you um, delight in us? And we pray, Jesus, that you would come into that place where that anxiety is and where um, that panic is, and we ask for your healing in Jesus' name, that you would break that, that you would bring your peace, that you would bring uh, your love. And Jesus, where um, the enemy seeks to erode it, I feel like for some of you, you've been trying that and trying to step into that, and there's kind of almost this eroding that's been happening. And I think that's where some of the, the, the weariness comes from, is just an eroding of God's love and of, of, what, um, and of knowing that you're loved by the Lord. 
And so, Lord, would you restore that in Jesus' name? Would you restore that? Thank you, Lord. Now, I also just want to say, if you, if you know that you just need some prayer, if you know you just need somebody to stand with you, I haven't mentioned anything or we haven't really been touching exactly <laughs> on what you feel like you need prayer for, and so you've been waiting for me to say the specific thing. I just feel like the Lord wants to say, if you know you need prayer this morning, jump up, hand up, and let's pray for you. Um, again, it's not a case of you having to tell everyone what's going on, but just a case of going, yes, Lord, I know I need you in this situation, and then we can stand with you and bless you. So um, if that's you, if you know you, you just know you've come this morning and you need prayer, um, I'd love you just to raise your hand where you are and some people will come and pray. So there's a, there's a hand, so a couple of hands. So if you could just look out for that. So if there's somebody around you guys, if you could just go and pray and lay hands on that person. Now, I just want to encourage you. We're gonna, we've got a few more minutes, so we can, we'll stay here for a little while, and then we'll, we'll wrap up. But, you know, God wants us to encounter him as we gather together, and then he wants us to take that encounter with us wherever we go. And I guess I just want to encourage us as we go out in our week to remember wherever we are, just to slow down, and just to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? Is there something I need to say to someone? Is there something that I need to, to do? Is there something that you're wanting me um, to encourage somebody in? And just as we've experienced God here and as we have allowed him to minister to and, and heal um, us, that we would take that to the world who's desperate for something, desperate for something more.